What if we don't stay married? Well, I know, so far. Oh, we're going to put that in brackets at the end. <laughs> How, How to, to stay, stay married, married so far. far. But isn't that the way that we do it, one day at a time? Yeah, okay, I guess so. So, sh- shall we go for the intro again? I think we've introed it. We're what doing would... a podcast named How to Save a Marriage So Far. How to Stay Married. <laughs> what is wrong with you? How to Stay Married So Far. How to Stay Married So Far. There we go. That's the name of our podcast. And what is it? Um, <laughs> I think we just talk about how we've managed to stay married. Okay. Because honestly... So far. If you had asked us in our first year of marriage whether we were still going to be together 14 years ago, even though we did love each other, I don't think I would have been able to put my hand on my heart and say that we would. No. There was a time that even hearing that would have sent me into a wild panic. But you're right. You're absolutely right. It's chaos. So I'm guessing over many podcast episodes we're going to be homing in on those themes that make a marriage stay together or those and the themes, the themes that, that have made it feel like the marriage would have to end mm. so what are the things that married people all married people either argue about or suppress the argument mm. you've got the ragers and then you've got people that they're not quite safe mm. what are we we're both yeah. got the double whammy. Mm. So what are the subjects that everybody, every couple argues about? Money? Sex? Parenting? In-laws? Doing the washing. We never had arguments. No, but we have had an argument about not having arguments about doing the washing. That's true, Yeah. Well, we'll just name that something. So are we going to theme, theme, give a thematic to every single one of these podcasts? I'm just, giving, I'm just thinking, whoever's listening or watching this, what's their grab? Yeah. I'm looking at myself now, though, I'm thinking I might put makeup on for the next one. I think you look lovely. I look like a woman going through well, divorce. Well, they're, well they're, <laughs> and I look like a man who's been dragged through a hedge backwards. Um, so, so yeah. it's interesting. This will be very interesting for us. Yeah. Because we will have to look over our marriage. I think a lot of people over the years have that known have known us have been either horrified by our marriage or in awe of it. Mm. And it's going to be an interesting discipline to look retrospectively through our years. We might end up getting divorced. Do you think we would have got together if we weren't? chaotically drinking like psychopaths when we first met. I don't think we got together because we were drinking. No, no, I know, but do, I mean, do you think it was... I, I, what I, I mean is, I was, was it... A, I, when I met you, you weren't drunk. No, but do you think the context of the chaos that we were both in at that time in our lives kept us, you know... Drew us together. Drew us together. Um... I think we were probably both around a lot of people, but lonely. Mm. I think we were both feeling vulnerable, but showing that we were strong. Mm. I think that we both wanted similar things out of life. I think we had, even though there was chaos, 
we had a similar moral compass. And I think we were both looking to belong. Mm. And also we were both geek. I remember when I first met you. I remember vividly the first moment I saw you pull up in a car through the window of a chap called Dino's house mm-hmm. in Leicester. And you were an hour late and I'd already had an argument with the uh, production manager. No, again. no, you had been late. No, but it late. wasn't my fault. Regardless of whose fault it was, we were ready to roll and you were late. And I remember thinking, oh my word. Oh, and then as soon as as soon as this And as soon as this as soon as this curly haired ball of madness got out of the car, I thought I know exactly what, you know who you reminded me of as soon as I saw you? No. Annie out of Annie the Musical. Oh my God, that's horrific. <laughs> you mean all these years? Can you believe this? <gasps> that we've been married? I never knew that you thought I was like Anne. Precisely. I love you tomorrow. And then you ran into the house and we started filming. And to be honest with you, I I was worried for many years that the only thing that drew you to me was the fact that I didn't ask you to do a pick-up of walking in through the house. (laughs) You just like the fact that I was swift. Well, no, but in filming. She liked the fact she liked the fact that I didn't ask her to keep walking back in and out of the house in order to get the shots that we needed to make. But yeah. you know, but you say that you say, "Oh, I think it was just because you didn't, I, you weren't like a lot of directors that keep saying, can you just do it again?'" But out of that, how much is that about you? You didn't need to keep asking me mm-hmm. because a you knew you were so skilled in everything that you did as a director. You knew it didn't matter how I came in and out of the door. It wasn't about the door. It was about everything else that was going. No, on. I know. So, so that's what it was. It was it was indicative of. Of you as a director, it wasn't just the door. Well, no, I'm not suggesting that you were only drawn to me because of well, the door. Dino's door. You just said I was convinced no. you only liked me because uh, because well, I didn't ask you to walk through a door. But I'm kind of gifting you a sort of a, a passport to get into that moment where I never trusted anything about what you liked about me from the get go. Did I? I mean, it was one of the first. If you, so, if, if yeah, but if you were to isolate one of the first. You can't run away from your DNA. If you want to look at the DNA of what went wrong and subsequently has gone right, but we struggle with at times, it was the fact that I didn't, from the from the get-go, I didn't want to assume you were drawn to me for any other reason other than it would be some something outside of myself. Do you know what I mean? It would be, oh, he's a good director. It's because he's good at something else, not because of me. Mm. I didn't think you were drawn well, to me. Well, hence where all the jealousy came from. Mm. And hence why... However many years later... You're in shot. Yeah. Totally in shot. I know not to go past the window. Yeah, you know how to walk through doors, but you don't know how to stay in frame. Oh, my God. We're doing a podcast about how to stay married and we're about to divorce him. <laughs> no, but but hence why we ended up going to marriage guidance counselling. At what age? How? What What age was our marriage? But when did a... you go to the Priory? How far into our marriage? So Maddie was... About three years. Yeah. So rehab... I suppose I wasn't... Well, yeah, I suppose I was thinking... So the first three years... It's hard to talk about one's marriage without talking about the whole thing. And I think mm-hmm. I think it's interesting if you look at the beginning of our marriage, the very beginning of our relationship. If you were an outsider looking in, I think I would have said, it isn't going to last. 
Well, that's what I'm asking. Three months but that's what I'm asking. Why, why, why would you have said that at the time? Give us a snapshot from your perspective. Why would you have said that at the time? Why it wasn't going to last. Mm. Um, because I was overwhelmed with your jealousy. And your jealousy was colouring everything, or draining the colour out of everything. Because mm. I couldn't breathe, you couldn't breathe, I couldn't be... I was so sad, I was just so depressed. And you were so depressed. And, and I didn't know in those early years, I didn't know you were an alcoholic. Mm. I, I didn't, I didn't realise you, because we were heavy drinkers, everyone mm. knew you was a heavy drinker. And so I didn't know that the alcohol... But you, t- you very quickly you stopped drinking. Do you remember? Mm. But all the problems of not, of not drinking without getting any mm. therapy or anything were there. And also, I was I was I'd come out of hell. I'd come out of the most terrible, terrible times. Terrible, terrible times. So I was in chaos. You were in chaos. We were two people that loved each other, but were both a mess in different ways. I mean. We always talk about what the problem was in the first few years of our marriage from my perspective, i.e. you were an alcoholic, you were a workaholic, you were, you were depressed. But what was your perception of why? I mean, what was wrong with me? I don't see it like that. Well, I d- not what was wrong with me, but what was difficult for you about I mean, it. I mean, su- there's always two sides to the story. I suppose when I look back now, I, I get a slightly, a, a feeling of vertigo. We went back to Bristol a couple of weekends ago and we went back to the flat, which was very much the location of our first few months, first 18 months together. And um, it was, yeah, there was the nostalgia of going back and having the memories of being there and all, all of that sort of stuff. I think I was surprised by how much of a laugh we had. And so it made me rethink the points at which it started to turn. Because whilst I was talking, just asking you about the beginning of our relationship, you went quite quickly to the, I discovered you were jealous. Now, right at the beginning... Well, discover it right at the beginning. Yeah, no, 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 I know, but but there were there were times... It's funny how I've chosen to home in on the times of kind of laughter and, uh, you know, silliness and, and what have you. And it, it's very hard for you to escape the moments of jealousy, control... But I friends. used to beg you about... I beg you all the time, because I used to say, we have, we have such a great time. Why yeah. do you just... Why do you just... Because it was just like watching somebody just with an axe, just so, hacking. But I think I... I it was good to try and destroy it. But I think when we came together, I think I'd got into the habit of being in relationships which could be everything on all levels, potentially. But my understanding of what a relationship would be for me from there on in for the rest of my life was be it was going to always burn bright, but it was always going to die out. Yeah, but also you were a serial... Yeah, no, no, that, but that's my point. That's what I'm but saying. I'm saying as I came, mm. but I think as I came to you. Oh, you were thinking I'm I was. Th- I was no, no, no. I was thinking you were. I was thinking I would be. I was thinking this is going to burn bright and it's it's going to yeah. fade in some. I wasn't yeah. at that point thinking it would be me. It would be her. It would be whoever. It will just happen. But was it you? I've never asked you that question. What? Well, all your other relationships you've been unfaithful. Mm. So did you think, oh my god, I'm going to be unfaithful to him? I remember thinking when I stopped drinking, if I don't stop drinking, I will end up going that that way. Mm. Because I, in in a state of depression, if one doesn't get, and you know, I'd say that most of my relationships I was in in the past, not all of them, but along the longer term relationships, I genuinely loved the person I was with, and I didn't want to not be with them. 
But when problems were encountered in that relationship, my go-to was to find solace elsewhere with someone else or, you know, in another... I've asked you a very direct question. Yeah. Do you think that part of why you were so jealous with me was because of your... Oh, at the time, absolutely, absolutely. So you were judging me by your own... Absolutely, 100%. And in fact, the more I think... It's been recognising that fact that's helped me over the years trust who you are rather than simply trusting who you are through me. Because, you know, I was absolutely judging. I was absolutely judging you through my own value system and my own behaviour. And, 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 and because you were such a live wire and you were so bubbly and vivacious and, you know, we, did, we used to have that argument. Do you remember where you'd say, I am a naturally flirtatious person and I only ever stood on, I only, I only ever understood flirtatiousness as a sort of sexual thing and that means, you know, you want to be with someone else. And and actually, I get now, after however many years we've been together, that it's about, no, but it's a flirtatiousness with life. It's a flirtatiousness with the situation. It's a child. You know, it's just no, a no, 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 I get that. I get that. And but, you couldn't get that. You couldn't But I absolutely would say, and I think, again, relating this to what maybe other people go through, I think the... It's really difficult. The beginning of a relationship is really interesting to look back at when you've been together for a long time because within it are all the hallmarks of what went before and and what went wrong and what became difficult. You know, it's good to look at it. It's good to look at this stuff. I think I think maybe a lot of people just don't want to look at this stuff. Okay, so what was the most difficult thing for you in the first year of our marriage? Being with a woman who understandably was the life and soul of every single social situation, I found that really difficult. As in, I, I hitherto had been the star, for want of a better expression, in my social circle. Mm. And suddenly I was with someone who was, you know, streets ahead of being able to kind of charismatically carry a drunken, hysterical night out. And I was like, a bit thrown. And yet at the same time, absolutely drawn to it because it was infectious. Were you jealous of it? Yeah, probably. And yet I knew I wanted to be part of it. And yet I knew I knew you weren't like that in a sort of game-playing way. It wasn't like you were someone who like wanted to be, you know, you get a lot, you can get women who are just like, I want to be this sort of sense. You know, you weren't starry in that sense. You were just... You naturally, and you still are. No, 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 you, but you still are. And it's one of the problems I have with now not drinking is how to, I'm not talking about wanting to be the star of my own show, but I, you know, I like making people laugh. I like entertaining people. I like hosting people. I like doing that stuff that you do. And I think in many regards, I've hung up my footballing shoes on that because you do it so well. Except you're the total star in this family. What do you mean? Well, I'm the boring mum that just does everything. But I think everyone falls into that trap. Yeah, but I feel I always feel guilty about that. I feel like I need to click my wings with it. But you shouldn't feel guilty. But you you really shouldn't feel guilty. I think that that's the thing about couples, isn't it? Just like you shouldn't, I shouldn't feel guilty if 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 I am what you say I am in the social situations. I I can't feel guilty for what I am. I shouldn't feel guilty, and you shouldn't feel guilty for what you are. You know. I would want to be 
in an ideal world, mostly I would want my girls to think that I'm the star of the show. Our girls, but they, but you are. I don't agree. I think, I, they, no, I I think they see us independent. They no. know that I'm silly, but they don't like it when I'm down. They don't I mean, become funny or silly. Yeah, or but anything. I worry that they think that the starriness of Dad is a conditional one based upon him being in the right mood, and that's that saddens me because we all go through highs and lows. We all have good and bad days. They have good and bad days. And Isn't this funny? I've just got to pause everyone here. Isn't this funny? If ever a couple try and talk about their relationship, they always end up talking about their kids. Well, we do. Come to the kids again. But anyway, I think it's really good for this first podcast for us to be homing in on those first that first period of time. Yeah, it's really it's a really and especially having been to Bristol recently and having been there and having seen the scenery that we were in. I suppose. I suppose that's one of the important things about a marriage is to always try and. You don't want to be remembering in a way of, like, oh, the halcyon days and everything. But but to be able to just reconnect with how you felt in your early days. A lot of people, we all struggle to do that, I suppose, mm. in a marriage. And the marriage but, is about, you know, when you think back to when you were young, you would have heard somebody say, oh, we really work at our marriage. Oh, they work at their relationship. Mm. That's a terrible relationship. Because it's just all impulse when you're young. Mm. And then you get into marriage, and marriage is every day choosing to work or not work at that mm. relationship. And anyone that thinks it just all falls into place and it's all mm. magical, and it's, the magic of it is working at it. Mm. But the difficult thing is when you've got one person that doesn't want to. But that is what is so hard. And when I, you know, friends of mine, that want to go to marriage guidance counselling and one either she or he doesn't want to go, that's so hard. Mm. And I think the fact that we both... Well, I mean, I gave it to you as a face complete, didn't mm. you? I said, if we don't go to marriage guidance, we're not going to stay together. Just like when I said, if we don't go to rehab, we're not going to stay together. Mm. Seems to be a way of making you do things. I like structure. I want a cup of tea or I like, I'm leaving. I like structure. I, I want like, a cup of tea or I'm leaving. I'm a big fan of parameters and I'm a big fan of deadlines. <laughs> you know, I like being given a brief. And if your brief is shit over there and you're out, then I'll try not to shit over there. So but what I'm, would you say to couples who are struggling? Because it was me that approached you and said I wanted to go to get my well, counselling. I mean... If, some, if there's a woman out there or a man that's struggling to get their partner, because I was the one that wanted to go... I was the one that's always been proud of it and told people. Do you remember when I used to mention it on Loose Women? You'd be like, I wish you wouldn't say you've been to marriage guidance counselling. It's a little brat of it. I've got nothing to be ashamed of. Mm. I'd be more ashamed if I was pretending we were fine and we weren't fine. Yeah, but I mean, for, I mean, I do sometimes feel the six years difference between us sometimes. Seven, isn't it? Six or seven. I do sometimes feel that he's, gap. He's, he's, he's younger, by the way. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell. Um, I do feel the, I, I feel the gap in terms of experience or wisdom or a kind of maturity. No, it's just because you're Yeah, I know, but men are, men are, men are more immature than women. If you the same age as me, you would still shock. <sighs> women, women mature emotionally much faster no than I know so you're six years li- you, you are literally like six years older than me like it's like 20 years older yeah. than me exactly absolutely but again I mean when I think back to when we first met I get lots of cringe moments born out of the nice moments and when I think back to 
What's your uh, major cringe? And they went, wow, just the bollocks we spout about how cool we are. We're singing David Gray down the phone to you. That was really cringe. And I love that. That's a really good memory for me. Oh, there you go. No, but I, I mean, when I yeah, look back... we've been talking on the phone for about an hour and then you rang me back and sang and went, yeah, I just wanted to show you I can sing as well. Yeah, I mean, that's how pissed I was that I thought I could sing. And, uh, and I remember being very embarrassed about the fact that I had two daughters. Very embarrassed about that fact, and I'm I sure we're being I'm sure very we're, put off by the fact you had two. I'm daughters. sure we'll talk about that in another one, but I mean, I remember thinking, "Oh my god, you've already got two kids." God, yeah. Well, I, would I mean, never. This is me. I would never be with anyone that's got kids before. Well, you, 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 you felt like you felt like that. You, yeah, but you felt like that. I wasn't a fool. I didn't feel like obviously I didn't feel like that about my girls, but I I felt like that. I knew I'd feel like that about me. So I wrote myself off. I did you hear that? Mm. I wrote myself off. So in writing yourself mm. off, you lose self-worth. And if you lose self-worth, you don't care what you do. And then you, if you don't care what you do, you don't care how brightly these little relationships can burn mm. and how quickly they can burn out. And that's mm. where I was at. Because you had already written a story. Well, I'd written the story that how on earth... I always wanted a family that I lived with, that I held and cradled and had had in my life in the way that I didn't have my own father and all that kind of stuff. And there I was with two daughters that I didn't have. And I thought, how am I going to meet someone? Who, who am I ever going to meet who's going to accept that part of my life first and then take an enormous deep breath to then move on to the next part of our life of having our own family together? I mean, it's, it's you know... It's hard. It is hard. And I think... But it's, but it's the way more and more relationships are now. And, you know, I think, God, when I think about... That's why I always say to everyone, never say never. Never mm. have this great long list of this could never be the case. That Because you can miss the right person for yourself. I, the only thing I was sure of was, would never marry someone that already had kids. You definitely were sure? Yes. I mean, sure, I know. On that, on that side? Johnny, you should see me. I can't have the line of the window. The line of the window is a mile away. <laughs> yeah, I find, yeah. I wonder how long a podcast is supposed to be. They can be anywhere between 22 minutes and 34, I think. Well, or 45 minutes. Um, so have we, with this, have we had a theme with our first podcast? Well, the theme, I, mean, I, was maybe... tr- the theme I was trying to keep, tr- sort of, tr- I was... It's great. I think we should spin off into all the things that we're going to talk. I mean, I think we're going to. Cause I, can, I can do some of this in this, so don't worry. Yeah, but I was thinking. I was thinking we should have themes. Well, I thought the theme should be how we met and how within that first time of meeting. But will people be interested in two people they don't really know talking about how they met? Well, yes. Or do if, they want to know? If you yes, know if, how shit it was and how we fixed it. Yeah, but within what how we met, within how we met was how shit it was. I did just go over the line just then. That's, That's really annoying. Is it? Can I never do that even for a second? No, not really. I I wonder, and maybe people could leave comments on this, I wonder whether we should... I don't really know how a podcast works. Do people leave messages underneath? No. No. So maybe we should each have a question each week that we want to ask the other one about our marriage. and With the theme... How to save marriage. How to stay How to married. How to stay married. When are you going to get that in your for head? For now. <laughs> I love the for now. That's inspired brackets. How to stay married. For, for now. today. 
For now. Just for today. For now. For now. It's not sound weird when you keep saying it. For, for now. now. For now. For now. Say it really fast. You it's hard to, to encapsulate now, everything. Now. I think we've I think we've managed to talk about Do you think we talked about too many different things? My worry was that you were rushing us off to couples counselling so fast we were going to have been left with nothing to talk about in another podcast. Oh, God, darling, there's so much to bloody talk about. I mean, just think of all the sessions we went to have to... to yeah, but a great many of them just involved one or either of us sitting in a corner sobbing our hearts out and saying nothing and wanting to run down the street and burn each other's heads off. Do you remember the awful drives home in the car? Yeah, yes, we'll get to that. I remember the awful drives there. But it did... Save our marriage. So okay, let's cut back in and I go. Have everyone. I think let's go back in and let's let's tease people up for something that's coming about. Okay, so we're going to through this series of podcasts, we are going to talk as openly and honestly to each other and therefore to you as well about all the major fuck ups that come along in a marriage. Mm. All those things. It's gonna be scary, I'm a bit scared. My heart's pounding. Yeah, my heart's pounding. Because we all keep a lot secret, don't we? To get on with it. So should that be our first one? What? This. Saying that? I mean, should we say that's it now? Because it's 26 minutes, point two seconds. What do you mean? Have you just trailed what's coming? Or are you telling us what we've just heard? No, this is what's coming up. When? In the series. Not when should we the, put it out? You're not wanting me to take what we've just said and edit it and put it at the beginning of this podcast? No, I don't think so. We just leave this at the end. Could do. We could put it at the beginning and the end. What's this podcast called? How to Stay Married for Now. It's got a real ring to it. It's got a real ring to it. Okay, let's pause. If you've enjoyed this, we'd love it if you left an honest review and rating. And uh, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode.